It's amazing when you think about the message of Christmas. You know, the Gospel of John starts off and it says, In the beginning, God, there was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And it's simply saying this. It's saying that God, right from the very beginning, God the Son, Jesus Christ, was with the Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit, three in one. The Godhead was there. And then the amazing thing about Christmas is, is that God decides to come to his creation. Jesus is born. The miracle of the incarnation is that God, who created the entire world, the entire world, the entire universe, is willing to come and experience life like we experience it. He was born. He was born. He grew up. He understood all the things that we experience, he experienced. Whether it's cutting his first teeth, whether it's uh, having to become a teenager or having to grow up and start a career, he understood and he experienced all those things. God was working. And why was he doing it? Why was the Lord doing that? He risked everything in a for relationship with you and I. Because the only way that we could have a relationship with the living God would to be if somebody would take our place for the punishment of our own sin. And so Jesus Christ, when we have this picture of Jesus as this little baby, this little infant, and the cattle, and the, everybody's in the stall, and the shepherds are coming and worshiping, and it's a holy moment, it is beautiful. But we also know that that child is destined for the cross. So not only did Jesus experience all the physical things that we do, but he also experienced suffering. He experienced grief. He experienced loss. And so sometimes Christmas is not always the great blessing it is for everybody, except because sometimes people are going through some difficult times, even today. People are going through difficult times. Even if you're here today, you may be going through a difficult time. What does Christmas have to do with me? It has everything to do with you. You know, the, the scripture says, He was in the world, and though the world was made through Him, the world did not recognize Him. I think that's a profound thing. That God, who the one who created the whole world, when he came to the world, when he came to his very own, his own didn't even receive him. And so the first thing we have to learn about Christmas is, let's recognize who it's about. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ and it's about him coming so that we might know him in a deeper and a better way. That's what I think Christmas really is all about. And how do we respond to the love of God demonstrated to us? How do we welcome him into our lives? What does God want to do in our lives today? This isn't just a Christmas story that happened 2,000 years ago. It has implications for us today. And so Christ wants to be very close to you. His name was Emmanuel. You know, our, our youth came up and they lighted these Christmas candles. And I just want to look at them one more time. The first candle that was lit by Julia was the hope candle. And hope, biblical hope, is an anchor for our soul. The Bible says that this, the God of hope 
May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. So the biblical hope that the characters were hoping for in the Christmas story, like we talked about Simeon a couple weeks ago. We talked about this older man who received the child, saw the child in the temple, recognized him as the son of God, held him up and said, oh, now I can die in peace because the Savior has come. Biblical hope changes our perspective. The next candle that was lit was, Megan lit it, it was uh, faith. And faith had to do with Mary coming, Mary as a teenager, the Lord coming to her as an angel. An angel came to her and said, Mary, you're the chosen one. Through you a son is to be born, a son is to be given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Prince of Peace. He'll be Jesus. Or in other words, he also said his name will be Emmanuel. And you know what that means, God with us. So faith, very practical faith, says, God, you're with me here right now in the thing I'm going through right now. And some of you may be going through some difficult times right now in your life. And the Lord is saying, open up your heart to me. Allow me to come in and allow me to give you hope, faith. And then the third thing is joy. Julia lit this candle, joy. And she wrote, read about the angels singing and worshiping about, uh, uh, about joy and about how God had brought joy to his people, the shepherds, but how God also brings joy into our lives. And, and, and the, this is what the Lord does in our lives. In the most difficult of circumstances, I've seen people actually have joy. It's a joy that's deep inside. It's a joy that wells up within them through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And then there's peace. What did Jesus say about peace? He said, I'm not going to give you peace like the world gives. We know that the peace of the world does not last. We're thinking of all the things that are happening in the world today. Whether they be terrorist threats, whether they be rumors of war. All the peace of the world that the world gives doesn't last. But the peace that Jesus can give us, his peace and his presence within our lives through his power and the presence of the Holy Spirit can be profound. So I want to ask you something. How do you welcome the Lord Jesus Christ into your life? The Bible simply says this in that gospel. It says, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor human decision or husband's will, but born of God. There is a time when we come into our life, any time in our life, when we need to, need to say, Lord, I need you. I, re I want to receive you into my life. I want you to be my hope. I need you to be my faith. I need faith. I need joy in my life, and I need your peace. I need your very presence in my life. And so the invitation is always out to us. It's whether, will we recognize him? Will we acknowledge him? Some he came to his own and they didn't even recognize him. Sometimes we're not recognizing God's presence and his power in our lives. And sometimes it's through a family member. Sometimes it's through a friend. They come to you and they offer a word of encouragement. Or maybe they pray for you. Or there's so many different ways. You know, today you may be welcoming people into your home. What do you have to do? You have to answer the door, right? You've got to open up the door. And hopefully you're going to give them a hug. Even if it's your mother-in-law, you're going to give them a hug. 
right? Why? Because you love them or you want to love them. Okay, and so you want to express that love. It's the same thing with us in our relationship with God. We open up our lives to God and we receive him into our lives. And the Bible says we're born again. But there's also, for those of us that have done that before, there's also needs to be renewal of that relationship, doesn't it? He stands at the door of our heart and he knocks. And anybody that will open that door, he'll come in and he'll eat with us. That means he'll have fellowship with us and he'll know us and we'll know him in a deeper way. So there's levels of deepness that God wants you to go into. And Christmas reminds us of that. He did everything he could to reveal his love to us by being even born as a child. So what are some of the things that keep us away from this relationship with God? Well, it can be the past. It can be our hurts, it can be our grief, it can be our wounds that we have. It can be a present situation that we're in that seems uncontrollable, that we have no control of. And it's this very thing that may awaken us to a relationship, a deeper relationship with God than we've ever had before. So I encourage you to come closer to the Lord. The Word became flesh. He made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. You think about that. God doesn't come here to condemn us. He comes to save us. He comes with grace and he comes with the truth that we need in our lives so that we can follow him. So I hope that today, as you celebrate Christmas, wherever you are with whoever you are with, that you'll remember how much God loves you, what he did, the sacrifice that he took in becoming taking that step from eternity and entering into our world. Let's pray. Lord, we ask that today, we ask today that you would enter in, in a fresh way, in our lives, in the situations that we're in today. Lord, I pray for those that are struggling with illness today. I pray that you might extend your healing hand. Father, I pray for those that have just gotten a report from somebody that's in the hospital, Lord. We pray healing for them, your grace and your strength upon them. Lord, we pray for those that are struggling with loved ones that they've lost, Lord, that you would be a comfort to them even at this time, that your presence of your Holy Spirit would comfort them in their grief. And Lord, we thank you for all of us that are here, Lord, that recognize that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. We ask that you would reign in us. We welcome you as Lord and King over all. We welcome you to reign and rule in our lives, Lord. Lead us, guide us very specifically, Lord. Even today, Lord, even as we celebrate, may we extend our hearts and may they be full of love and praise for you. In Jesus' name.